I'm James Deacon and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they were a dick is up to you. And here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today, I'm very excited because we've never had one of these before, it's Impressionist Josh Berry. Hello. Yeah. Oh, Impressionist Josh Berry, that's nice. I prefer artist as a, as a general sort of signifier, Oh, I should have, is I, fine. I should have checked Do you with you want to start again? <laughs> <laughs> what is the term? Nice. What is the... In, well, I, uh, yeah, impressionist, imp- impersonator, impersonator um, okay. comedian, performer, yeah, okay. just everything. So you're, really. so you're not genuinely offended? <laughs> oh my god! No, <laughs> absolutely not. You come whatever you want, whatever floats your boat. Okay, it's all right, James. Um, this is exciting. Okay, um, good. I mean, what, what normally happens is uh, we dive straight in. So mm, if you're mm. happy to, let's. Yeah, this is great. This is like a sort of room 101, except. Except uh, you're not Frank Skinner, you know. Yes. I I could be Frank Skinner if you like. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm not sure. I just I, I don't know. You know. That's so good. I mean, for legal reasons, I might have to cut that out. No, I'm joking. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm just gonna screw the whole podcast if you're doing that. But all right. Well, <laughs> He no. wasn't very funny. It was just a man talking. Where were the voices? <laughs> okay, Josh, let's dive in. Who's going to be your first person? Dive is a very appropriate word because my first person is Olympic diver. Uh, Tom Daly. Tom Daly. Yeah, remember Tom Daly? Yes. He, you know, remember he, Tom Daly? He had that show. Um, uh, he, he had that show called Splash on ITV1. of course. And, you know, he sort of talks like that all the time. And he's like, yeah, wow. <laughs> so great to be here. Um, yeah, diving. <laughs> But I, I don't like him now. No, do not. Sorry, Tom, if you're listening. You've had um, <laughs> I just, I just think he's become a sort of like millennial Ken doll type figure, yes. and he's retreated into that sort of um, that vlogging thing oh, that loads of people do. Do you know, just okay. sort of like non-content. You know, where he'll be like, "Hey guys, um, just woken up, uh, had a bit of a rough sleep. You know, I sort of the first two hours are fine, then I woke up, and then I went back to." The- no one cares, man. No, it's no true. one cares. No one and it's just cares. like all of these like really um, patronizing videos that people do about like, you know, this is how you walk up the stairs. Um, oh, oh, at yeah. first, I wasn't really sure how to do it. But basically, you put one foot in front of the other and then you go to the top and it's really great. And it's like millions of views. Oh my and people. God. But it's just non-content. Non-content is so good because it's, it really summarizes exactly what they are. Mm, There's mm. nothing going on. Well, that's it. That's it. And I just think Tom Daly is an example of someone who is good looking enough not to have a personality. And not to need a personality. Imagine the kind of chat we'd be having. He'd be like, "So, Josh, um, what's your favourite Instagram filter?" Jump in the sea. I, I, I can't do. I, I, true. I just, I, I struggle to with jump that. in the sea. Well, though, exactly. Right? That's his job. So he would misinterpret that as a kind of like supportive comment, right? Which Josh. is not what I want. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's so good! But I just, I do, there's just something about him that, and it's just that general style of, of video that I'm just like, oh man. Yeah. Just, I worked for for months on a show, and no one came, and millions of people <laughs> watch this stuff on YouTube, and it's like, <laughs> oh uh, so I'm jealous. Basically, that's the reason. That will be the the persistent theme, I think, throughout just, all these. Just just a bit of jealousy. Just jealousy. Yeah. yeah okay. Jealousy. <laughs> I think like. I mean, interesting that he's gone down that route because obviously that that is a way to engage an audience. But you'd think mm. someone of his, maybe less so now, but someone who had such a profile at the time, sure, yeah, could just be doing loads of TV or whatever. But YouTube seems to be the way to go. I just, I just feel like it's the kind of the home of. Uh, <laughs> The sort of YouTube celebrities you see like Logan Paul or those kind of people like yeah. KSI. It's just it's not 
for me, the kind of they just don't have really any sort of talent. Yes, and I, or, or interesting <laughs> opinions. They're just kind of like, yeah, I woke up at you know eleven, and now I'm having Nutella on my porridge. <laughs> oh right, yeah. So what, man? Like I, I don't, know. I don't care. I know. It's like people are almost really interested in uh, not interested, but really happy to just. Uh, take the mundane and it's just yeah. like you know it's very mediocre exactly but I, I watch that and think don't you know you're worth more than that as a consumer right don't yeah. settle for that don't settle for this like warm diarrhea content where people are just like <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. Oh, cool walking up the stairs this is how you make a vegan croissant <laughs> so I don't care I'm learning loads <laughs> you're learning loads about content warm diarrhea content <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If that's Amazing. the takeaway from this, um, okay, Tom. Why? Yeah, absolutely. Why shouldn't it be? Tom <laughs> Daly. That is. That... Sorry, Tom. That is. So, so... He's probably lovely. I mean, I'm sure he is a lovely. I guy. have to say that after all. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know but, um, you know, he's he's chosen a path, and and it doesn't. You know, it's not one that you you're that interested in. Exactly. So, or slash one that I have the um, social media presence to execute. That's also true. Yes. Um, okay. I Tom Daly, thinking of people, celebrities that I do, give with the name Tom. Tom Allen, perhaps. I don't know if you've heard what Tom sounds like. He's got that sort of incredible voice, like that, and then we'll sort of carry on up like this all the time. I don't know what's, I don't know what's happening. I love it. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I love it. He does say I love it. He sort of does that thing. He sort of talks about John Lewis. I love John Lewis or Zara. If you've got a scar from Zara, I love Zara. I love it so much. Yep, yep, gay, 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 gay. Yep, 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 yep. Still gay. If anything, it's getting worse. <laughs> I th- I love Tom Allen so much. Oh, I saw him. He's so good. I saw him perform. He's unbelievable. Off the yeah. cuff. he's such a talent. He's he's, he's um, I think yeah, he would be. He's a dream guest for the podcast. I mm, think. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, you've got him now, haven't you? Yeah. What uh, a pleasure. I worked. I worked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm working with him now. That's it. Absolutely. Yes, you are. I worked with him at one point um, for a few radio shows, like two or three radio shows in a row. Mm. And uh, he bought me a lovely cookie one day. What a, what nice, a nice man. Guy. Yeah. What, he does Some strike me as a nice man. Yeah. I was at uh, a Leicester. Uh, he, so I saw him perform in Leicester and we were all at the bar afterwards. And he was quite close to me. And because obviously I do that impression, I was like, oh, I'd quite like to go up to him and talk to him like that and see what, you know, Tom, how's it going? It's two Toms, I don't know. Um, but I'm so I'm so lame around famous people. I can't do it. I'm awful. It. I'm really bad. Even people who aren't actually really famous, but just fame's such a weird illusion, right? Yes. Like, I had this when I met, so I met Andy Murray and we, you know, did an impression of Andy Murray. So it sounds like this, you know, if you're sort of losing the world to live, it's... Uh, <laughs> Fantastic. And I, I met him and he'd seen this impression that I do. Has he seen it? It was crazy. And we were sort of like chatting as as him. I was like, Oh hey mate, yeah, it's really nice to meet you. And he was like, Yeah, this is this is fantastic. This is <laughs> probably the most arousing sounding conversation that anyone's ever had. <laughs> but I was so I was lame. In my in my brain I was like, Oh my god, it's Andy Murray. Oh, <laughs> Was he into I'm not it then? Cool. Did he quite enjoy it? Yeah, I, well, I think so. I sometimes get a little... I, I find it really weird as an impressionist understanding how other people like experience having an impression done of them to oh, them. Of course. But I had um, a friend of mine, Steph Todd, who's another really good impressionist. She did um, an impression of me at the Fringe. She was like jokerly. Right. And it's a weird experience. Is it's it? like... It's it's she she got me because I always use the word interesting. I always say, oh, interesting. And you'll probably see that over the course of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be like, oh, Jesus. Um, but it's 
I found it hilarious, but you also feel a bit annoyed because you're like, oh, am I that obvious? Yes, okay. Because I guess if you're doing people all the time, mm. you're picking up on their, th- you're l- thinking less about your own exactly, personal mannerisms exactly. and stuff. Yeah. But I always like to think that I'm fairly like colourless, neutral in terms of that and like use, don't use the same phrases or words, but apparently I do. So. Yes. There you go. Damn it! It, it oh. always gets you when people pull you up on it as well, doesn't mm, it? It gets mm. you in the gut and you just think, oh, why? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's different with comedians though, because comedians often, like someone like James Acaster, for example, has mm. such a like crafted, carefully crafted stage persona, and it isn't actually how he is off stage. Ah, so I think I've done like I an impression of, yeah, because like, you know, like off stage, James is sort of more like that, you know, pretty sort of normal. Whereas on stage, he's a bit more affected like that, and it's all very high and shrill. Oh, yeah. yeah, and it's <laughs> and he's uh, shrills well, yeah. fair play. Yeah, um, <laughs> right. but I think yeah, I think if if your persona is more crafted like that as a comedian, you probably appreciate an impression more because it's less taking the piss out of you and more just out of your kind of stage presence. Okay, maybe. So, yes, interesting. Yeah, well, I, th- I think about these things. What an insight, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving it. I, I didn't know this. Okay, um, right. So Tom Daly, first choice. Yes. Um, thank you very much, Josh. And who is going to be your second choice? Uh, who have I got? Russell Brand. Russell, Russell Brand. Brand, yeah, yeah, the yeah, big one. Russell Brand, you know, in the mid noughties he sort of sounded like that, didn't he? And he was sort of, you know, phoning up Andrew Saxon, doing awful things with <laughs> Jonathan Russell. <laughs> and now he's like a podcaster as well, like like you, isn't he? And he's sort uh, of doing yeah. things about spirituality and creating systems which don't cause great economic disparity, mate. So yeah, well, you don't really. I, I think I never noticed that it changed that much. It is. It's weird, isn't it? I think it's just. Um, I don't know, he's, he's in a stable relationship now. Maybe that's the reason. Yes. Stable relationships make your voice go higher, mate. Everyone knows that. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> you get all breathy when you're, when you're single. It's the testosterone, mate. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. That is so good. There are different grades, isn't there, of yeah. him? Like, people's voices do change. I think um, John McEnroe is always a good example of that. Because like, when John McEnroe started commentating like maybe in the 90s, mm. His voice was a lot higher, so he sort of talked like that, whereas now it's sort of got a little bit lower. And when John talks now on commentary, it's it's way lower. So you're like, whoa, come on. <laughs> it's, it, people, people, cha- you know, people change, people yeah. accents change. Is there anyone else that has, that has changed so dramatically? I don't, that's a good question. I guess there's... There's there's people who have different voices in different scenarios. So like mm. Ian, you know, like Ian Sterling, voiceover for Love Island. That guy always sort of talking like that on Love Island. But I don't think he speaks like that in probably real life. He's not. probably just kind of yes. like, hello, mate. <laughs> he probably just talks like me. He's just like, well, oh, thank God that's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Okay. Russell Brand. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Have, have you ever met Russell Brand? I haven't. Okay. Um, and I'm sure he's lovely. <laughs> Repeat that, repeat that phrase. Um, I just, I just, there are various reasons why I dislike um, Russell Brand. I would say, I just, it irritates me a little bit because he seems to be, to me, from the school of like, listen, mate, if you just put a really long word on the end of a sentence, then whatever you say doesn't really matter. Thesaurus, theology, anthropology, <laughs> dictionary. Yeah. And it's like, I, I kind of listen to a lot of the stuff he says, and I'm like, none of them, none of it's making sense. What is this? Yeah. It's, you're like, what is... And, but, but the thing that irritates me is people are like, oh my God, he's so like articulate, and they all, they all sound like Tom Allen. He's so articulate and intelligent. How does he do it? I don't know. But I, I, yeah, I mean, his, his don't vote thing was particularly irritating, I thought. Right, yes, okay. I just think like, it's all very well for him as like a white male to say that, but like, mm. you know, women got the vote quite recently, black people got the vote quite recently. So 
Yes. You know, it, he, he's quite unaware of himself, actually, despite advertising himself as this bloke who's really aware of himself. Right, I think. okay, yeah. Um, I think you're right. It's dangerous territory, that mm, is. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I just, like... I don't know, like especially in the mid-noughties when he was like actively propositioning women like on couches, on yeah, like you know, know. It, it was quite. Some of his lines were quite funny. I remember him being asked like, uh, they were like, "Oh, you're a sex addict, Russell? Is that right?" And he's like, "It's not right, but it is fun." And <laughs> um, I mean, it's, a, it's clever okay. off the cuff, but it's it's mm. just like, oh, dude. I mean, I it, don't. Yeah, it irritates me when he's sort of saying, you know, I used to do loads of terrible things, and I've done loads of drugs, and I've done loads of sex, and I regret that now because it's all about unity, isn't it? But it's like, yeah, cool, you've admitted that you did all those bad things, but that doesn't mean you get a hall pass mm. given all the kind of stuff. I don't know. It's he, true, it's true. It's like that It's like that sort of hiding in plain sight thing that Jacob Rees-Mogg does quite, you know, he'll be like, you know, I, I, I don't really like poor people and that's the way it is, you know, <laughs> and, and then that's, that's if you like it or don't like it, that's the way it is. And it reminds me of this bit of political propaganda and satire that i saw um it's like loads of sheep in a field and there's a there's a billboard of a wolf right and the wolf has a speech bubble coming out of his mouth saying i'm gonna eat you right and one sheep is saying to another sheep well he tells it like it is <laughs> okay and that to yeah. me is very mog and that to me is also quite russell brand it's like oh well at least he's honest yeah but he's a bit of a shithead as well yeah <laughs> so what yeah. is an honest shithead <laughs> no, congratulations yes. russell brand you you dick god <laughs> josh <laughs> I like okay a few things here. Yeah, you're talking a lot. Of oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh I'm just I flipped the table for the podcast. I'm that angry. I'm so <laughs> so charged up, mate. All of these testosterone's floating through me body. I uh, well, well, off the back of that, I mean, I've never had a podcast like this that's had such a disparity from. The humour and the impressions going into quite a serious political. Oh, oh. And then into the Thank you. This is this nice. That's what I. That's I what I try to. That's what I try to achieve. It's part of my comedy. Thank you. And um, who was that? Was that you? That was. I don't know. That's kind of like I've. I've I'm kind of moving, branching out into sort of more voices as well, just general oh, characters yeah, yeah, and stuff. Nice. And, and that is sort of. I don't know. I think <laughs> sometimes when I want to say something serious, if I can use. You know, Another like, privileged white girl boys, then it's funnier. I don't know. If you're like, I can't be with anyone in the moment because I have attachment issues. It's funnier than just me saying, I have attachment issues, you know? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I don't have attachment issues. No. Fine, fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Uh, Josh, uh, I was also going to say, um, you're making a lot of sense here. Thanks. That's I, kind. I think Thank you, you very much. You absolutely are. I think, yeah. Um, um, you make such good points about Rees-Mogg. Uh, that were that equally makes sense uh, up against R- Russell Brand. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. Not on, not coming on the desert island either of those two no. nasty men. No, I hate him. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, anything else on Russell Brand before we um, put him on that island? Yeah, I think he, he does a lot of stuff on like spirituality now and and, and yoga and yes, meditation, which I'm not. I, I'm very on board with with mindfulness and all that kind of stuff. But I just, I, I, this kind of harks back to what I was talking about earlier about the way that like. Um, you can shroud a not very good point in very sophisticated language and people are like, oh, that's so clever. Mm. And he seems to do that with this, he seems to believe, from what I can discern, in this sort of overall unifying spiritual consciousness that unites all of us. And as a cynical 22-year-old, I sort of think, really? I mean, I don't know. There are good arguments for religion and spirituality, but they're not given by Russell Brand. And I I want someone to, I want someone to like go against the the sort of celebrity atheist like Richard um, Richard Dawkins or Ricky Gervais, 
who I have immense disdain for. Okay, um, well, I want okay. someone to do that more credibly than Russell Brander, so it frustrates me. I yes, think. okay, you you hope for someone better to come along exactly. to argue that point. But yeah. I, but I'm also frustrated because I know that if I was on a desert island with him, he would charm me in in an instant. He'd oh be like, yeah, listen, mate, I've always admired you. Don't know where you are, but I, I think you're lovely. So and I'd be like, well, I've you've won me over. So <laughs> despite all of the issues I have with your beliefs and actions, I love uh, you now. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> That's my, that's my character. Wow. Um, <laughs> okay, Russell Brand uh, is going to be second choice. And yes, sorry, I'm just chewing a bit of ice. That's fine. Take your from time. the from the flat white that I'm drinking, like the millennial I am. <laughs> you are. <laughs> um, we all have to carry them. That and an avocado. That is. That is. <laughs> On the millennial hand. It's like a, you have a scout tin. You do, and if you don't, if you're not having, if you don't have one, then Tom Daly will come and say that is terrible, and he'll hit you, and you have to, yeah, that's everyone knows. All millennials know this. We all <laughs> find out <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, yeah, so, last um, one, Josh. Who's going to be your third choice? I have chosen uh, the fictional character Harry mm, Potter. Okay, uh, and I should clarify here. I, I, I don't have any grievances with with Dan Ratcliffe. Okay. Um, not that you know the actor, um, and I don't have any grievances with the book Harry Potter. I, I, I hear it's very entertaining. I hear children love it, um, but it's it's the character Harry Potter. I think he was just angsty and moody, and he's like lifted up as this incredible guy. And everyone's like, "Oh, he was great. He was the boy who lived." Uh, right. But he's just he's just a bit of a a bit of a shit, in my opinion. <laughs> Is I, he? I think, Why? Yeah, I just. Because he's always like in the books, he's always making these sarky comments, and he's like, "Oh God, I'm so, oh, I'm, so, I'm too, I'm too tired. Oh, I can't do. Oh, 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 why does Snape hate me? Well, maybe Snape hates you because you're a dick, mate. <laughs> like <laughs> he spends like half of the books like really like in a mood with everyone, and like people say, "Oh, hi, Harry, how's it going?" He's like, "Oh, piss off, <laughs> so, mate. See, you're you're in a you're, number one, right? His parents left him a lot of money in Gringotts. We all know this. There we go. Huge amounts of gold." Mm. His best friend, Ron, lives in squalor. Is that friendship? I'll leave that to the <laughs> listeners to decide. Okay. Number two, right? He is, like, so entitled. I think just, you know, he's, he's like, oh, oh, I'm so miserable. Oh, I'm so, oh, everything's so terrible. But, like, dude, you're in a, you're in a magical school where, like, the squash pours itself yeah. in the Great Hall. It pours, and you have a wand. Like, <laughs> yeah. happy yourself with a spell. Yeah. For fuck's sake. <laughs> I just, it's like, uh, and also, anyone who's ever read those books knows that Voldemort only ever attacks Harry in the third term, right? So stop being so bloody miserable the whole time for the first two terms. You can have a party in the first two terms. You've got the money. Wow. Spend it on That's a great true. party. Yeah. And then in the third term... All right, you can stress out a little bit because Voldemort's going to come and it's like you know, it's like a normal up, uni life, I think. Exactly, first two years are easy, and then in the third year, Voldemort comes for you. But Harry was the guy who's just like bumming around in the kitchen at university, like, "Oh, guys, I'm just so miserable, but also yeah. I want to be the centre of attention." Oh. You know, I've just got this massive student loan, and you know, I've got all this free time, but it's exactly. so difficult being me. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like those like humble brags that like like uh, Chris Chris Delia does a great bit about like Drake. Having all these uh, like humble brags in his songs, and he's like, uh, he talks about how Drake also like, oh, don't you hate it when you can't find your Rolex? Oh no, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. how am I supposed to say hard in this beautiful girl's mouth? Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, no one feels sorry for you. No one feels sorry for you, Harry Potter. And also, right, Harry Potter's success was in a very large part down to Hermione Granger. Right, Harry Potter did very little. His 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 owl results, his, his GCSEs, Whistling Owls, were pretty poor. Right, mm. he got an O in. 
whatever that was, like the highest grade in, in, in Defense Against the Dark Arts. But the rest of them are rubbish, and Emma Watson is just totally behind the success. So really? I hate him. Okay. The fictional character is not going to be there. Yeah. All he does is just sit around feeling sorry for himself, and I hate him so much. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. At least he's not real. It's fine. That's fine. That's it. You could take it. You could just say anything you want about a fictional character. Exactly. Exactly. It's fine. It's not libelous, and I don't have to edit it heavily. Good. Yeah, um, unlike the Russell Brand of Tom Daly stuff, which uh, I don't know how much of that's going to get on the card. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. The only thing we're lacking yeah. is how's your Harry Potter then? Yeah, you know, obviously, sort of Dan Ratcliffe sort of sounds like that, doesn't he? It's sort of really, um, right. you know, breathy. And, and I don't know, I sort of I do Dan Ratcliffe when he's sat in an interview when he's really sort of uncomfortable and Graham Norton will ask him a question. They'll be like, so what do you think, Dan? They'll be like, oh, God, I'm just pleased to be here, really, just this close to a woman. Um, it's not normal. I've never really touched anyone else besides my mum or Emma Watson. Or well, that one time with Rupert Grint that we don't talk about. But, um, wow, I, yeah, I, I'm just pleased to be here. Oh, Texas inhaler. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I love it. Okay. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, I guess that's it. Harry Potter, we've put him on the island. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harry Potter. It's dreadful. It's dreadful. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much, Josh. A pleasure. Um, pleasure. Now, mercifully, among the records of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. Oh. What are they and why are they so bad? That is um, a fair question. I have... A an unpopular opinion. Go on. Uh, and the opinion I just I just don't like Nando's. I a lot of people love Nando's. Like, oh, let's go and get Nando's. Yeah, that'll be so fun. And I just it for me, just chicken. It's just chicken, isn't it? Yes, it and is. And chicken, in my opinion, quite a dry meat. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm also hot. I'm actually no. I'm not. I'm not going to lie. I'm not doing it for January. Um, I'm, I'm no. in principle, great idea. But I am weak of will. So, but you don't I have to do it. No, that's true. But I feel pressure. You know, I feel pressure. Let pressure. Drink the flat white, and you can't drink the flat white without doing veganuary. You got to do both. That's that's part of the handbook. Take we'll that more avocado the... out of your pocket yeah. now and start eating it. <laughs> Yeah. I just, yeah, for me, it's just everyone's like, oh, let's go to Nando's. And I'm just kind of there, like, and, and it, normally everyone else in the group I'm in will want to want to go. Mm. And I'm just kind of stood there like, oh, really? Are we doing this? I don't want to do it, but okay. <laughs> and that's... What that's do you get I, then? What do you get? I, don't, you get I, I, just, I just sit there grumpily, to be honest. I just sit there <laughs> like you are, all of my friends are just a bunch of dicks. And I just sit in the corner of the table, just like my arms crossed. And just throwing a strop. That's my that's my vibe. <laughs> yeah. Where would you Where would you go then? You don't have long. You're going to go to somewhere where you have to be on time, a mm. cinema or a show. Oh man, it's got to be quick. How much? Like, who, am I with someone? Like, am I with, You're with like those a, same with friends? With a hat date? No, okay, with those same friends. It's got to be quick. I I I. Uh, I they're, love... they're letting you choose. Oh, okay. I mean, it depends. It depends which friends they are. Because like, maybe I would go for a Macca's. Oh, yeah, we'll go for a Macca's, yeah. Or uh, GBK is a great shout. But I, I like to order. I often like order food as different impressions because I find it funny and uh, it's kind of lame, but I like it. No, come. Um, <laughs> I did actually. I was getting off a bus the other day and I did Kevin Britt. I was like in my head, like, come on, mate, you're a performer now. You should be doing this. No. So I, I was like, I know, I'll be Kevin Bridges and say thanks for the bus. And I was like, okay, uh, thanks, Paul. <laughs> that was not a great boss, Johnny. <laughs> I, I. Nice friend. And the guy's like, <laughs> dude, just get off the bus. And I'm like, okay, pal. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what I want to do. Um, <laughs> that was the, the, the segue into that part. 
Um, <laughs> that was great, though. <laughs> I love it. Just impressions. They're everywhere. Now I'm Jonathan Ross. It's Mr. Jonathan Ross, everybody. Right, right, right. Well, I don't want really to know where this is going, to be honest. Let's just carry on with the drink. Is it the drink now? It's the drink, yes, isn't it? it is it's the, the drink. drink. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. Mr. Jonathan Ross, you notice you've got two voices. There's the quiet voice, sort of like that. And then there's the much louder voice, everybody, where he sort of goes like that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the drink. The it drink. speeds up the loud voice, doesn't it? It does. I Yeah, it's weird how some people have different voices. I know we were kind of talking about how voices change and age yes. and stuff. But it's different people have like sort of different ones. Yeah, his is, he's definitely got sort of two. Um, Gordon Ramsay has something not dissimilar to that. Well, sort of at the start, you know, the start of his documentaries where he always sort of looks like he's just banged a line of cocaine and then he yeah. comes on he's like okay wow okay first this uh, beautiful restaurant on the brink of collapse wow fuck me and then and then he sort of <laughs> he goes into he always says he always says restaurant as well he's like restaurant. the restaurant um, not how you say, pronounce restaurant he does always say fuck me as well yeah he always is like wow fuck me that's the thing you got to remember about Gordon Ramsay he's always two things he's always surprised wow and he's always aroused fuck me Everything he does. Good food. Wow. Fuck me. Bad food. Wow. Fuck me. His wife comes in and some nice lingerie. Not tonight, darling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> ah, gotcha. Um, but what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Gordon, Ram- Gordon Ramsay has two voices. So he'll start, you know, with a sort of, mm, yes, right. Okay. Cocaine. And then sometimes when he's really, really laying into a chef, he'll sort of go, wow. Fuck me, you donkey. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a dog's dick. And it's sort of this long, extended <laughs> thing. Wow. Like that. He's always a dog's dick. I know, but what is it? Why? He's got all these like Frankie Boyle-esque similes. He's like, this is like an Asian toddler um, was going for a run and then he fell over and then he was sick. And it's like, what? Where are you going with this? I don't. What I don't know. It? I love. I love a good simile. That Frankie Boyle's. Some of his similes are so great. He has one of my favorite ones. Is his. He was. T- <laughs> he's talking about Nigel Farage and he described Nigel Farage. He was like. I've always thought that Nigel Farage sort of looks like a bullfrog trying to escape a scrotum. I just thought that was absolutely amazing. We were we were we were on topic at one point in this movie, and I've just I've just gone know. off piece, and now I'm Tom Allen again. What is going on, listeners? You're probably bemused. You might have turned off by now. I don't know. <laughs> The drink, isn't it? It's the drink, sorry. It is, yeah. It's this is, great, though. It's um, great. Drink. Champagne. champagne. Champagne is my choice. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I think champagne is a conspiracy. There you go. Bam. Um, I, Interesting. I just don't really like it. I just think it tastes a bit sour. Yeah. And there's a lot of bubbles in it. And, like, you know, if I'm on a desert island, I don't mm. want to be, like... It's quite heartburny. Yeah, bit, it oh, is. And I, and I just sharp. think... I just think it's this really clever conspiracy that the government and people are in. So, like, you know, like when it gets to like a special occasion, like your birthday or something, I was like, oh, let's have champagne. Or at least they do in my house. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The middle class roots coming through. (laughs) Um, But but I think like it's not actually delicious, is it? It's not like hot chocolate or like orange squash or you know something nice yeah. yeah it's just the kind of thing that you're forced to drink and everyone's like oh we'll have that then and it's like well, why don't settle that's yes. that's the message that i'd like people to take from don't <laughs> settle don't settle for tom daly's warm diarrhea <laughs> don't settle for um russell brand. for russell brand for nando's for harry potter just just you're better than that you're better don't than that. settle for that classy drink champagne. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just just do everything that Josh Berry says. That's the so that's my show title for Edinburgh. <laughs> just do everything I say, you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> um, Josh. Yes. If someone, James. If, if if the government have been working on this propaganda to yeah. make champagne uh, <laughs> as popular <laughs> as it is, um, 
Do you think that they must be absolutely livid at the Prosecco market? Well, undercutting them left, right, and centre. I guess so, but I think on a on a more serious note, the government, you know, they do invest a lot of money in the alcohol industry, you know, and it's ah. it's, it's it's there's a lot, you know, there's a lot, and but that's not publicised, but there's a lot of like economic interest in them saying, drink booze, you know, because mm. there's so much money they pour into it, whereas like, oh. um, you know, other substances. Like everyone's like, oh no, you know, like marijuana, for example, is legal and it's legal in America, mm. and there's more of a more of an economic market for that. Whereas over in the UK, you know, people are like conservative government, are like, oh no, that's terrible, you can't do that. Ooh. I know. And it's for me, it seems very rooted in the economic interests they have, rather than actually scientific research, which has gone on, gone into the sort of negative effects of alcohol. But that was very serious. So let's um, lighten things up with an impression. Um, <laughs> oh my god, no, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. I lost. I lost. I was thinking. Oh, I'm just going through my showreel in my head. I mean, we're going through. A lot, I've got through a lot of impressions today. Okay, now I'm, I'll, I'll ask you a question. Go about on. Impressions. Go on. Um, so uh, I'm guessing. Yeah. You've seen the trip. Yes, I have. Right. Yeah, Which must yeah. be important for you, right? Yeah. Being, a, being someone trip, that does impressions, yeah. right? There's a lot of very good impressions in yeah, there. Yeah, sure. And so Michael Caine at different ages. Yes, that's an interesting one, I think. Absolutely. And the way that they like between Rob Brydon and Steve Coogan, how how are they nailing that? Do you know what I mean? You've got to work it so. Are they are they concentrate? <laughs> this is inner workings here. But do they, do they <laughs> concentrate on like a young? Michael Caine, and then look at a, an old Michael Caine, or mm. is it easy to develop from the young to the old? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know you. I think that's a really interesting question. Like, I'm oh, on a side note as well. Love the trip. I yeah. uh, I have a good anecdote with Rob Bryden actually. Me oh and, yeah. Um, so we we did this uh, event like for Andy Murray's charity a, f- a few years ago, and he does an Andy Murray, and so we got. You know, I was doing my Andy Murray, Rob was doing his Andy Murray, and we got Andy Murray on stage. So there was three Andy Murrays. That's amazing. Like some sort of nightmare version of the Bee Gees just sort of stood up there like, oh. There was an acapella song in there somewhere, I think, that we didn't actualize. But Andy, Andy, Andy stood up there and he was like, oh, why, why has everyone started doing Andy Murray impressions now? <laughs> Very funny, um, but I, lo- I love the trip, man. I think they're brilliant. I mean, Steve mm. Coogan started out on Spitting Image, right? Like back in the back in yes, the eighties, because that was that's what he was like. In, that's what when he came on the scene, he was like an impressionist and, yeah. and kind of became a character actor and stuff. But he's oh, he's brilliant. I yeah, it, it's. I tell you what, I find like learning an impression is it's kind of like a continuous process. So. Mm. It's never like you get the. Lots of people think you get the voice and that's it. It's never that. It's it's like a continual. You keep listening. You keep learning. You keep adjusting and and perfecting it. And normally impressionists have a, a quite a weird personality type where you're like quite perfectionist about these sort of things and you're obsessed with the details of someone's voice so i think what will have happened with them is that they will have probably done a michael Caine for lots of years and over time listened to him more and listened to how his voice changed and it's only a subtle change from right, those things, i okay. think okay. But, um, it's yeah it's weird this, it's very weird this is the moment to ask how is your michael Caine? oh my god uh not as good as my david mitchell he said <laughs> elegantly <laughs> doing an impression segueing away do. from michael Caine. <laughs> how well done uh, sure no, I was just about to do my David Mitchell, but I mean, who who would even want to hear that? I tell, it wouldn't even be funny or clever. And I'll tell you what, another thing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. Is it Michael Caine? Actually, I thought Michael Caine was low-hanging fruit, though. I mean, yeah, but I sort of think as, as an impressionist, like, yeah, yeah, I guess that you've got to do the low-hanging fruit ones, but I'm, I like the sort of slightly arrogant side of me, which is basically all of me, <laughs> um, is like... Uh, Oh yeah, but you got to do niche ones. That was my first year at the Fringe. I was like, I'm just going to do niche comedians for an hour, and you're going to like it. And people didn't always like it. 
<laughs> and I'd just come up and, and do like Josh Whittaker. Well, I mean, Josh Whittaker's not niche, but no, just come out. Yeah, but... Oh, well, bloody hell, it's me, Josh Whittaker, the, the love child of a blonde hobbit and Will from the in-between us. Oh, b- bloody hell. <laughs> um, That's good. Oh, thank you very much. Like a James Acaster, do you think he's always like that, or is that his stage... Well, that's interesting. Mm. I wonder whether... Jo- I feel like Josh is maybe a bit more like that because A-Cast is so affected, right? Uh, okay. And I guess, yeah, we're on, we're on A-Cast, aren't we? Well, sorry, A-Cast. Uh, yeah, James we are A-Caster. A-Cast. Yeah. Fair play. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Um, okay. But it's, yeah, I guess his is... I, 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 yeah, I don't know. It's such a fascinating stage persona, James A-Caster's. It's yeah. such an interesting way yeah. that he, he conducts himself. Interesting. Um, well, yeah, Michael Caine is low hanging fruit. Uh, but I, yeah, okay. I, I should probably try and do him. I, All right, don't worry. No, no, but every, worry. everyone sort of does. Everyone does this sort of. You know, My life is Michael Caine. Yeah, and it's like and I just sort of think, oh, you've got to get the right. Don't settle. <laughs> don't settle. That's, That's the moral. The message. Okay. <laughs> um, thank you very much, Josh. You're very welcome. Fortunately for you, you won't be without entertainment on the island. The plane's entertainment system continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favourite film of all time, and the other is your least favourite song. What are they and why? I know. This is is all gone badly, hasn't it? This is almost as if it was a podcast plan for entertainment purposes. (laughs) My least favourite film, is that where? Yeah. Yeah. I hate this film so much. That when I was, I watched it when I was 10 with my grandma and I sat cross-legged in front of her with my arms crossed in a strop like earlier on, like, like in Nando's. Yeah. Uh, we went to Nando's afterwards, actually. It was a bad day, a very bad day <laughs> yeah. and drunk champagne in the evening. Um, but I sat in front of her with my arms crossed like, this is so shit. I, I, it's Marley and Me and I know that's a controversial thing. Marley a lot of people me. like Marley and Me, but it's like, oh, boo-hoo, Jennifer Aniston and Owen Wilson with your good-looking faces. Oh, your dog died. Well, buy a new dog. You know, you just yeah, made loads of money okay. from a film. Find yeah. your I I basically uh, hate dogs because when I was twelve, one pushed me off a. Well, I didn't push me off a rock. I had a nervous disposition. It went. It barked at me pretty hard. I fell off a rock. <laughs> and my twelve-year-old <laughs> is so ridiculous. Twelve-year-old me in my head was like, oh, "Fucking dog didn't even say sorry." <laughs> And that is that is that is the no. emotional response I've taken now as a 22 year old man. I'm like, for fuck's sake! What? Oh, so God. clever. Why can't they talk? Everyone's like, oh, they're so lovely. Yeah, well, they're not lovely enough to apologise or send me a, you know, a card. No. <laughs> God's sake! So, good. so maybe that's the reason I, I hate Marley and me. <laughs> not even the film. It's just dogs. Oh, <laughs> and do you still hate dogs? Um, well, I've, I've grown to, I've sort of grown, like, a um, we've got an animal to come. Should we save this? Oh, yeah, no, it, it actually isn't. Dogs aren't my animal. Okay, well, um, in which case, go for it. Okay, I, well, no, I think I, uh, I, I've, I've loved a, whoa, sorry, my just, just just flew all over this place in this very nice broom cupboard we're yeah. sat in for recording the podcast. <laughs> Budget cuts. Um, <laughs> no, I befriended a dog, my ex-girlfriend's dog, I befriended um and and sort of came learned learned to love um but yeah I, but he was a good tempered he was a complicated character like mm. that's what i liked about him it was like you know he's got all these different he he was quite emotional he's quite sensitive i, I oh, sort of okay. saw myself in him right you know? okay he still okay. didn't write me a card which i was disappointed about and he didn't <laughs> talk to me but and he liked nando's but um yeah i i i sort of i don't hate all dogs you know not all, hashtag not all dogs you know <laughs> okay um, not all dogs. Just most over. dogs. All those dogs in the positions of power in Westminster and the Westminster <laughs> bubble. Screwing over Never the little guys. Never uh, settle. Um, <laughs> Cats can go to uh, Westminster. Um, 
just to, sorry, if that metaphor can be taken in any way that's unfavorable about race, I didn't mean it. It's okay. just a loose metaphor. Right, yeah. Triggered people of the internet. Sorry. <laughs> um, I've never seen Marley and Me. Never just watched don't it, bother. ever, okay. ever. It might actually be good now. Do you ever watch something that you watched when you were younger and you were like, this was crap at the time, and you watched it again, and you're like, ah, oh, it was really good. It's actually right. Yeah. <laughs> I, some, I, like, I think uh, when I was younger, I was too quick to judge. Mm, you know, I was mm. like, oh, this isn't cool. Mm. I'm not going to watch this because it's not cool to watch this. Exactly. Whatever, and then I'll watch it now, and I'll be like, oh, God, actually, that is quite good. Mm. Um, I have small children. They might want to watch Marley and Me at some mm, point. Mm. Maybe. Well, I don't know. I mean... I, I, I hope for your sake that your children aren't as cynical and sort of brooding as I was as, no, a, as a 10 year old. Yeah. Um, but how, how old are they? How old are they? Three and nine months. Okay, okay. So, I mean, they, yeah. they might. It's I, got a way. I mean, yeah. I, I just feel like wait, you know, wait for other kids' films because other kids' mm. films will come. Yeah. And Marley, don't, you know, That'll don't hang hat. out for Marley and me. It'll be an old hat by then. Exactly. Yeah. It's like waiting for someone mm. to come out of a relay. Just have more respect for yourself and go find someone else, man. Don't okay. settle, you know? I'll cut this out for them. <laughs> Play it to them in the future if they, if they ask. <laughs> Play it on their 18th birthday. That's what I want. I just want this podcast to be played. And the local dad, what the hell are you doing? It's like, this was so profound. <laughs> no, everyone, everyone, everyone. All you, all you 16, 17, 17 to 19 year olds, you know, put your drinks down for a minute. They'll be bought for you. I just need to play this. I like that. Yeah. Clearly, a lot of social mobility, your kids. They're friends with older and younger. I don't Very know. Nice. Not don't discriminating. Know. You've bought the drinks. It's going well. I like that. I like this future life. It's prosperous. I know. And you're playing clips of me. That's what, in 15 years' time, I'm hoping for that to happen. Yeah. Um, and what's going to be your song choice? Mm. <laughs> okay, so it's the song is uh, Love Story by Taylor Swift. And I, I mean, Taylor Swift, for me, mm. she's done that. She does this thing on the, on the song, and I feel like no one's ever held her accountable for it. And it's about time someone did. Go on. So here I am. Yeah. Um, it, in, in the song, <laughs> this is so funny. In the song Love Story, there's a bit at 1.42 in Love Story. Oh, my, this is she, Yeah, yeah, no, this is, I really hate it for that reason. I mean, despite its slightly problematic, like, gender stereotype, like, you know, women need to be saved by men and mm. blah, blah, blah. And, you know, but lots of people have addressed that. And I'm just saying something banal, like, Going in there. Okay. Um, but her, yeah, she makes this noise. She makes a noise and she goes like this. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I've got it here. I'll play it. I'll play it. Will it come, no, no, do will it. Will it come through? Do I will do it, but oh, I'll yeah, also oh, play yeah, it. Okay. Yeah, no, do play it. Yeah. Will it, yeah. Will it come through on mm. the on the thing? Okay, okay. Right. I'm going to play it now. Mm. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is that? What? the hell is her, her, <laughs> it's a good point in what in what other um like medium or professional piece of work would it be acceptable to go her, her, like so class, you can see the mitochondria what wow like, what is that what is, is it, that uh, did they have to fill a space i don't or... know I, I just think it's like musicians get to do whatever they like and people are like oh that's art oh it's not yeah. you're just making weird noises who would make a career out of making weird noises how did you pick up not on me that? <laughs> um, <laughs> how did you know a lot of taylor swift don't i um which makes the choice fairly contradictory i would say but um i listen taylor swift has some good songs i have the music choice of a sort of basic white girl that is that is <laughs> i listen to a lot of katy perry do you? um yeah i do and i'm not ashamed to admit that because you know it's 28 2019 2019 now yeah okay so, no gender's a spectrum <laughs> 
Okay. Is this real? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, no, everything I say, everything I say is real. Everything I say is real. No, I do. I do listen to it. I mean, it's like my music taste is kind of halfway between, like, it's basic white girl meets techno raver that's kind of is my that vibe really it? yeah yeah but i feel like every techno raver just underneath is a basic white girl so they're all just trying to be something they're not i don't know where you've taken me right now. yeah where are we we're, we're still on the island we're still on the island but mentally so. russell brand's in the corner sort of masturbating to himself probably and tom daly's like oh this is an island hey check it out look here are some waves lol <laughs> Harry Potter's uh, Tom being Daly, a dick. Tom, Tom Daly has basically become an emoji. Yeah. Isn't he? Just... Wow. That's great. That's re- I like that. That's really good. Yeah. He's an emoji, and the emoji is Millennial Kendall. That is what the, the emoji is. Is that or a GIF? And on the GIF, it's just got emojis pop up. Lol. Yeah. Smiley face. Hey, guys. <laughs> Ruffle. Lol. Dancing man back and forth, back and it's forth. Like when, it's like when people say those kind of things, like, ironically, like, oh, lol, and, and it's not irony. So, you know, like, yeah. I, there's that thing, like, post-irony, where you're saying, where you're, like, ironically listening to Taylor Swift. I'm not ironically. I <laughs> choose to do it. But some people are like, I'm just going to ironically listen. It's like, you're not being ironic. Mm. You're just doing the thing. Okay, so love story, but mm. just for that w- 142. Yeah, just for, just for the... <laughs> I just think it's time someone held Taylor Swift accountable, to be honest. And I'm very glad that w- this forum is up. the place for and that. And, you know, she's probably going to hear this. She so, probably is going to hear this. You know. And I hope she doesn't sleep. <laughs> I hope it makes her sick with anxiety. I hope she is so upset about it, she retweets. <laughs> she retweets the podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. I hope she, I hope she is so exactly. upset that she, like makes an apology video and then names her first child Josh <laughs> just to acknowledge the genius that I've come up <laughs> Exactly. Oh, you listening, Taylor? I hope she hates it so much she promotes both of us and our work. I hope that. I just hope that every celebrity does that, to be honest. That's, <laughs> yeah. I hope that she really lovingly supports us and helps us nurture a very good career path. That's what I, that's what I want. Exactly. Right. Uh, uh, Ta- Taylor Swift <laughs> and Love Story. Thank you very much. A pleasure. And finally, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it and why? Uh, okay, so uh, this is a, a slightly cheeky reading of what oh. an animal is. But I am choosing spirit animals as my animal. Oh my God, uh, that I is good. I know, lateral thinking. How does he do it? I don't know. Um, I <laughs> just... If you've started listening late to the podcast, that was Tom Allen. Okay, uh, <laughs> is Tom Allen your favourite at the moment? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I just. Yeah, I'm trying to think. It's sometimes when you start doing one, you sort of become a bit obsessed and mm. and sort of do them continuously. Is he your newest? Relatively new. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other. Like you know, when I started doing Prince Harry, I sort of spoke like him quite a lot. You know, just sort of sounding like you really need a lot of strepsils on board, really. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, some of them I'm just, some of them are just a bit more boring. Like Trump is, you know, it's fine. But, mm. you know, everyone can come up and go. So great. Let me just say China. I know a lot, of, a lot about podcasts. I've done a lot of podcasts, folks. They're so great. So great. And it's yeah. like, fine, fine. Yeah, but every yeah. impression says that. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, spirit animals. Hate spirit em. animal. I, th- and the reason I hate spirit animals is because... You often hear people who talk about spirit animals like uh, have issue with things being like cultural appropriation, right? Um, mm. Which, you know, like people taking other bits of cultures, the perceived dominant culture taking um, a perceived lower cultures or submissive culture uh, right. things and bits and bobs. And I, so people will say things like that, like, oh, you can't wear this because it's cultural appropriation, which is fine. Yeah. This is a fair thing to say. And I, I, I agree with that. Sense, yeah. 
But they will also then say, oh my God, this beaver is my spirit animal. <laughs> Lol. And the whole concept of a spirit animal comes from like tribal totemism, which is, you know, where they have this idea of like a, an animal which like represents you in, in, in a tribe, yes. in a religion. So that itself is cultural appropriation. Right. So I just think there's a hilarious, unaware irony to that. Right. Um, okay. And so the spirit animals are all over this island and I'm just kicking them. <laughs> and they're basically just basically white girls. That is, the, that is like my life. My life is like a sort of, a dual battle with the basic white girls that I love because, you know, I find them attractive, but I also hate them. And I'm like, where do I stand? I hate it. I love it. I, who am I? <laughs> like, I hate it when people say, like, if they watch something or, like, um, it, it happens so much. I'm not going to call any names in particular, but say, mm. say um, an actor or a musician or a person of note mm. um, may, takes a, p- a particular political stance that is p- maybe a bit right on. Sure. And then someone might tweet saying, OMG dot 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 is my spirit animal. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And it's like, come on, guys. Yeah, but it's, it's just, just like they're looking for a per- Like, it's not a substitute for personality, but these people, they, there's so many vapid, vacuous people with that personality. They're just like, oh, let me latch on to something that gives me meaning. It's mm. like, oh, make your own. Yeah. You know, have some trauma in your life so you can make some jokes about it, for God's <laughs> sake. Make yourself likable by damaging yourself. That's what, that's what comedians do. Have an, have an opinion. Don't say that right. someone with an opinion is your spirit animal. Right, right. I mean, oh, just Twitter is the, the home of just angry. People are just angry on there. Why? The, Why is that? I know, I know. It's I just, bad. The, I... the irony is uh, that Twitter is almost the only thing I use to promote this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but, the re, but Twitter comes up so much. In which so case, much. they're all lovely. They're yeah. all... <laughs> someone on this podcast once said... Uh, but, Someone on this podcast. Someone on this podcast once said it's like screaming into a black hole, basically Twitter, mm, and that's all mm. it is. It's just like you just chuck this absolute nonsense, shouting shite yeah, out there, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it's just out there in this weird galaxy of shit. Yes, <laughs> isn't it? Well, I've warm diarrhea. Yeah, <laughs> warm that's diarrhea. What it is. No, but I agree. But it's also just. Uh, <sighs> You know, they've gone in... full circle. It's quite beautiful. Yeah, this actually. is lovely. Yeah. This is like a this is like an Acaster show. It's like all come together at the end. I was like, oh yeah. But I think yeah, for me, it's not. You know, these debates and these issues are important. It's important that people discuss them. But mm. Twitter is not the place for that. That you no. can't fit nuance into two hundred and forty characters. It's true. You know, and. and I remember doing a, this was, this is ridiculous. I did like a, a little impressions video the other day on Twitter and, and a lot of fans of this particular person were saying, oh, I can't believe, can't believe you said that, man. That's so awful. Ooh. And I was like, guys, you know, aren't there, aren't there more significant things in life to do than just squabble over like minutiae on Twitter? Like who cares? Life's yeah. too short for that. It's isn't true. It? Yeah. I know. It's I know. Just, it's, but it's, it's also like, um, you know, very, like very often, like very intensely left political opinions, which, which is fine, you know, but it, it's just not for me a good forum for political and interesting debate. I, I, know, just, I don't know. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. 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 Wow. Don't settle, guys. He wasn't funny, but he was right. That was, <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of that bit of that Stuart Lee special he just done where <laughs> he makes a joke about Brexit and it's like, oh, yeah, just went to see Stuart Lee. Did you enjoy it? No, but I agree the fuck out of it. <laughs> yeah. And that's right. why I want people to leave this podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Don't settle. Don't just settle. Agree the fuck out of what he said. <laughs> So spirit animals are going to be your animal. Hate them. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Not dogs. I've let dogs off the hook. Yeah. The spirit animal is it's going to be Marley. Marley was the sacrificial lamb or dog and whatever strange metaphor we've got. I know. Um, So Marley's done enough for me for Mm. the dog species. 
And I always imagined spirit animals to be some kind of weird, like Pokemonish character for some reason. I don't know why. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I don't understand. What would yours be? What would your Pokemon be? Oh my god, I have no idea. I don't really. I didn't really ever watch Pokemon. I have to be. I don't know. I don't, what, What's the really confused one that walks around like smacking itself on the head? <laughs> <laughs> I think that one. Is that how you would describe yourself in a normal, just smacking itself, just continuously bang, oh, just walking around, just smacking myself on the head, very confused. That is, if that isn't a metaphor for life, I don't know what is, you know, know. it's it's beautiful. Mr. Bump, no, Mr. Bump is a Mr. Man, I don't know, whatever one it is. I love that, just let's just segue into that. Confuser saw, or whatever it is. (laughs) Uh, I, I want that to be a thing. Can we please petition that the Pokemon writers? I just make, let's make that a thing. Confuse us all, um, Josh. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I had a um, great time. If if people want to find this is the point where I say if people want to find you, where can they find you? Oh yeah. So <laughs> he's said with a prepared spiel on. Uh, his stuff. Uh, I'm JB Impressions on Twitter, on that lovely place, if you'd like to hurl abuse at me. Yes. Um, screaming to the black hole. Yeah, screaming to the black hole. Just make sure you follow me and come to my shows. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm JB Impressions on Twitter, Josh Berry Impressions on Facebook and Instagram. Or All of my live dates, bits and bobs, and various fun stuff mm. is on uh, joshberrycomedy.com. So that's, uh, yeah. And have you got any live shows lined up? That I do. In, in, in London, in fact. I have one oh. on the 27th of February. I'm doing a little work in progress thing uh, at the Vaults Festival in uh, in. Waterloo, uh, in the lower, lower marsh, traveling through bookshop. He said confidently, yeah, um, okay. and I'm just trying a few bits out ahead of my Edinburgh show, which is which is going to be fun. I need to sort of start properly writing it, but yeah, <laughs> that's what everyone says to me. They do say that, yeah. but I have a title for mine. Well, I mean, it may change, but I want it to be called "Who Does Josh Berry Think He Is," which plays off, you know, doing impressions. Who, what the hell's going on? But also being. A shade arrogant. I will be playing a very arrogant character, I think. Nice. Almost as if it wasn't a persona. Okay. Um. <laughs> That's good. Um, Josh, thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's been really fun to talk about other people I hate. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks.